This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. Just want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate you for that in advance. And special announcement, I will continue to say it. Go ahead and download that Roku or Amazon Fire. We're on there as well. If you want to check us out on the big screen. And we are making sure that we are... Let you know about that because, hey, you might not want to do us on, on the mobile device. You might want to check us out on the big screen. And if you want to do that, go ahead and check us out on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. We've got a lot of good stuff on board for today. We're going to talk about whether or not how the Hawks looked against an actual real conference and finals contender in the Milwaukee Bucks. And... What in the hell did we watch on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? <laughs> and last but not least, in for the culture, we know how expensive these doggone airline prices are. It looks like one airline's got a little sympathy, and they're going to try to do something about it. But first, we got to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. They they lose against the Milwaukee Bucks. And, T, it looks like Trey Young is uh, in full force, and he's actually – there's no concerns about him, you know, start getting off to a slow start from a shooting standpoint. But it seems like Giannis, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was just too much for the home team. Yeah, and I think, you know, in pre- previous games last year and even the year before, the Hawks were fine against the Bucks. So yeah. I think they're going to be fine again because Onyeka Okongu still did have a little something to say. Against, right, of course, yeah. Yeah, against Giannis and, and no different Saturday. But where they really got tied up was the fact that the Bucks understood the assignment, which is don't rely on outside scoring. Don't just take any shot or settle for any shot outside. Drive. Get in the paint. Get those extra points. Slow down the game and then dictate it from there. The Hawks had 15 free throws. I didn't say in a, in a quarter, in a half. The entire game and not one free throw in the fourth quarter. What that means is that there was no dribble penetration. You really weren't trying to dictate the game and kind of slow it down. And granted, the Hawks were able to battle back and almost get that W. But what literally held them up from that was, like I said, just settling for the shots that they were getting on the outside instead of maybe taking that game inside the paint. And then to your point, letting your bigs do a little bit more damage and kind of yeah. slow down, not just Giannis, but the the, uh, the Bucks bigs as well. Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing when you look at games like that, right? You, you start to see Trey start to feel himself and then he say, hey, I, this is going to be my game that I'm going to start take off. And then you start hitting threes and you see DeJounte Murray start getting warmed up on the three-point as well. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when you hot like when you're hot like that, everybody else gonna try to follow suit. And right. I think that you have to be able to take advantage of your bigs. You gotta mm-hmm. be able to get to feed the ball to John Collins. You gotta yes. feed the ball to uh Yucca and Congo because at the end of the day, 
you're not gonna stop Giannis. Like, like let's just let's keep it a book, right? Right. <laughs> no pun intended, but like, but you have to force him to kind of play some defense, force yes. him to potentially get him in some foul trouble because mm-hmm. you have John Collins, whose game, his post game is is is, is upgraded, right? Is. He's gotten yeah. better in that department, so yeah, you got to absolutely. take advantage of that. So mm-hmm. that's the the thing. Like, you, I think they're gonna have to work into those situations where they, hey, I know we're hitting the three ball, but like you said. Slow this bad boy down. Let's dump it off into the post and, and make Giannis play some defense. Make him work mm-hmm. on that end if you're not going to make him work on the offensive end. Absolutely. And, and for tonight going against the Raptors, it can go anywhere, anywhere with the Raptors. I mean, Ananobi is the one that, you know, typically has given the Hawks trouble. All type of fits. So watch out for him. But ultimately, <laughs> you know, the Raptors are kind of – they're like chameleons because sometimes the Raptors play the game from outside in and sometimes they play it from inside out. And I don't know, we can kind of hit from anywhere. So you really just have to watch to see, okay, is this game going to kind of run through a Fred Van Vliet or is this game going to run through Obi Ananobi? And then you make a decision from there. But I love what you said at the end, which is don't get caught up with, okay, if Trey's hitting from three and DJ's hitting from three, then the rest of us need to, you know, try to play that game. The bench is not, first of all, your second unit is not there yet in terms of your Mm three-point shot. Until you get bogey back, you're really not going to have a trio or even a quartet of players who can really hit that three. So everybody has to be prepared to really get involved. And you know the Raptors play physical, so that's Mm -hmm. something that really, to me, lends itself to your bigs kind of setting the tone for tonight. Yeah, and also, yeah, don't let Pascal Siakam look like look like, like he's the, world. an all-world all NBA <laughs> player, the best player yeah. in the NBA. We don't need yeah. to see that uh, in back-to-back nights because Giannis is that dude. Like, right. just in case anybody forgot, you know, um, he is that guy. But Pascal Siakam, like, don't let him go off. And, you know, they do have a dude like Scotty Barnes. Like I said, like you mentioned, Bogdan Bogdanovich will be out and the Raptors. Uh, we'll be out without Otto Porter as well. So, um, hey, teams coming in with only one injury. So, you know, pretty pretty fairly. It's going to be a pretty good matchup tonight. We're definitely going to have an eye on that. Uh, speaking of another matchup that we had our eyes on over the weekend was definitely the Georgia Bulldogs. They end up beating the Florida Gators team. But I think that one thing that we talked about on Friday when we previewed this game, I think that was one, that was that was the main thing that we wanted to see was them getting off to a good start. They got off to a good start. Yes, and yeah. We saw Stetson Bennett. We saw the run game. We saw Brock Bowers absolutely just dominated, looking like mm-hmm. the Heisman Trophy uh, candidate that he should be. Yeah. And, and, and then after halftime, it was 28-3, and then we started – They almost like they put on the other black and red and looked like a Falcons team that, that just they were just lost in the third quarter, T. Right. It was just the weirdest thing except – the one thing that I, I thought about was, who do you think you are taking your foot off the gas? Who making right. mental errors? This right. is supposed to be your tune-up game for the now number two team in the country tied, of course, with Ohio State. Tennessee is not going to lay down at all. In fact, they're going to come strapped and ready because they want to take down Goliath. That's just the, right. the reality of it. So you're going to have to be prepared to play them all four quarters and be prepared because Florida did a little bit of adjusting and then they took advantage of the fact that sometimes the Bulldog secondary will let you get away with an explosive play or two. The Vols can get more than an explosive play or two. 
That's what they hit you with. Four or seven. Exactly. (laughs) They got themselves a guy that's in that Heisman conversation right now under center, right? So that was the one thing for, like you said, they checked the box where we wanted in getting off to a fast start. They checked the box where we wanted in continuing to go back to being RBU. What they need to do on defense, and I understand that they don't have all their guns, Jarvis, but whatever guns you have, they better be ready because telling you the volunteers, they're, they actually, they're the truth. And this could be that situation where if you're not careful, the SEC East will come and go in Sanford Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, and that's and I think and Kirby under I think Kirby Smarts understand what's going on right because he's already asking for the fans to be rowdy and, uh-huh. and not keep as much orange out of their station stadium yes. as you possibly can. Sell your tickets to <laughs> right. fans, right? Exactly. Even though you get a thousand dollars for it, but right, yeah. easily can pay some bills with with the with the seller of the tickets this weekend. <laughs> right. So I think that you know as long as Georgia fans don't sell their tickets, and I think that Georgia gets off to a good start, and Stetson Bennett stop throwing all these doggone uh these yes. rando picks, man. Like yeah, yeah. you need to get your life together. Um, yeah, but yeah. And speaking of uh money, T, and getting your life together, uh, you want to get your life together and win some schedule, some change, some money. Go to betonline.net because it is the fastest, easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. See, I was looking, you know, we talked about the Atlanta Hawks earlier, and I was looking at some of the odds, and mm-hmm. you know what? The Hawks are on the road, so, hey, they're a three-and-a-half-point underdog. So this is something you might want to check out. You're trying to get all the information that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, BetOnline is a place to go because it continues to be the top online source for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. Guess what? You guys come to us for all your Atlanta sports needs. Go to BetOnline for all your sports and gambling needs because you know you're trying to win some money. And also, if you're trying to figure out what's going down in the, in the Monday night game tonight, hey, you want to see who who needs to who's the favorite? Who's the person that you need to check on? What is the over-under for the game? BetOnline has all those things right there waiting for you. Because, you know, what you need to do is head today, head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device. You know it's attached to your hand uh, to learn more about the action happening today because BetOnline is where the game starts. Yeah, and we couldn't figure out where the game would start or finish on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like, every time we thought the game was over, it then reset itself and reset itself to the point where you wondered, okay, does either team want to win this game? But the funny thing is, before we go into the cray-cray of that barn burner, right? (laughs) Right. The dog fight and what felt like the battle of the averages, the one thing I wanted to say was, and you were there, Jarvis. So Jarvis was co- covering the game for ATL Day Ones and, and Locked On Sports Atlanta. And the one thing I said, even down to, even down to DJ Moore's touchdown, I was like, still don't feel like the Falcons are losing this thing. Still don't feel. I don't. And all I can say is, I continue to preach. This is a scrappy team. This is a different team under Arthur Smith. He started laying that foundation last season where it is not over until it's over. And I promise you, Jarvis, I had already copied. I had literally already drafted my my tweet. And I sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. And even when DJ Moore scored, I still, I have my TV on and I was watching. But I'm I'm interested to hear from you before we dig down into it. Like, how was it being there? 
Oh my God. It was absolutely crazy. Like I, I was I was kind of like right in between the the you know the Atlanta media and everything and, mm-hmm. and the Carolina Panthers media. So I'm hearing <laughs> Carolina Panthers media cussing. They were like, God, oh, this game will never be over. And I'm hearing the Atlanta media like, oh my God, he missed it. And so I was literally standing up, T, because you know, I was getting ready yeah. to do the locked on Falcons postcast. Y'all go sure. check that out, by the way. We have a good yeah, time good on stuff, that thing with Aaron, Aaron Freeman. So <laughs> I'm just sitting up there standing up. And I and I'm just like, all right, this game about to be over. And then next thing you know, all I see is I hear somebody from down on down there. You know where D led? He all the way up in the corner in yes. the Amen corner over there. He's just like, oh, you missed it. <laughs> and I'm looking at the, and the Panthers PR person. He's just like, ah. I was like, no. I was like, I was like, okay. Nobody wants to win this game, but yeah, right. just being there, T, just seeing the guys and. And you can just see in the guys' faces, like some of the guys was like, "Man, I'm just ready for this thing to be over yeah. with." And I think yeah. that once it went into overtime, I was just like, "All right, the Falcons might just have a chance because, mm-hmm. like, I, it was so funny." I was I was saying to myself when they, they carried Young Way Koo off the off the field, I was just like, "Man, they they need to go get um the Panthers kicker Pinedo and carry him off." Like, he's great. Yeah, well, we appreciate you, dog. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate that, yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you might want to help him, you know, young way Koo, you may want to call your fellow colleague because I'm I'm sure it's tight on him in Carolina this morning. I am sure things Real ain't going real well in Charlotte for him. <laughs> However, young way Koo, you know, he's had a few young way Koo not moments earlier in right. the season, right? right. But w- who we saw yesterday, that's the guy that was the pro bowler who right. literally went in there with ice in his veins. Hate to say something that cliche ish, but it's the truth. He right. went in there and he did his job. And it just goes to show you, Jarvis, how when you have one job, you literally have to stay focused on just that moment. And I really think Pinero, Eddie Pinero, things started going in his head. Once he missed that kick, and I just think it was like he could not recover. On the flip side, give a lot of credit to Marcus Mariota for recovering, especially in yeah. overtime, right? Because yeah. you and I, we went half joking, half serious when we were previewing and giving our keys to the game on Friday, right? And right. even Monday talking about after the, the last game saying, okay, so are we good to go? Not having the Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter switch up conversation. Right. Give him his credit for throwing a pick in overtime that seemed to dead this thing for the Falcons. When they got it back, he said, my God, if I got to do it with my legs and I'm doing it. And he put that team in position to win this game. Yeah. When you're talking about, you know, it was, and it was a 54 yard return on top of that too. So not only did you get a pick, the dude put it, basically put him in uh, in field goal range as soon as he, as he had the return. Right. So he flipped the field on on his own. So that Mm -hmm. was, was huge as well. So I, I think that when you, when you think about though, that this is who Marcus Mariota is, right? Mm-hmm. I got a chance mm-hmm. to do uh, sports extra on Eleven Alive, and I was just uh, just saying how this is who we're going to have to accept from him for who he is, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be safe enough because Arthur Smith is going to implement a game plan to mm-hmm. make sure he doesn't put him in too many situations where he can make a mistake, right? So yeah. he's. He, Arthur Smith is going to minimize as many mistakes as he possibly can with the mm-hmm. game plan. Yes. And then Marcus Mariota, more than likely, he may get himself into a situation where he's going to make one. Mm-hmm. However, he's going to be putting himself in a situation to where he's going to be able to make that necessary play and break off a 30-yard run for, on mm-hmm. third and one when you actually absolutely need it. Because yeah. Lord knows that, like you said, like I mentioned earlier, like, 
people wanted this game to be over with yes. from the crowd that left at, at, at the beginning of the, of the end of the fourth quarter and the, the crowd that left not too long after that, after the, right. it went into overtime. And so it was just a, a layers of people wanting this game to be over. And I think that Mark mm-hmm. Mario to said in his head, you're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm about to give y'all a reason. Yeah, I'm about to give y'all a reason to leave. I'm about to make this bad boy get right. And then I think that with um, I think Coach Smith made the right another right decision when it comes to special teams and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and by kicking it on third down because hey, just in yeah. case something happens, just in case I know I, I got my guy. I know he can mm-hmm. go back and go get it, get the job done. Yeah, he's not going to do that twice. And we talk about the end of the game and the fact that the fourth quarter was just cray cray. Thirty four points was scored between the two teams four lead changes in that particular quarter. But I even go back to something that we talked about as well and want to get a little bit of defensive talk in there. But before we wrap up talking about some of the good on the offensive side, everybody had been screaming it, screaming it, screaming it. So while you enjoyed the game finally ending, how it started was very exciting for folks because Kyle Pitts got his second touchdown and he got five receptions, nine targets, actually 80 yards, a nice solid game from KP. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he was able to get Marks Mario was able to get the ball to him so he can make yeah. a play after after the fact, yes. right? Yes. To get those, some of those yak yards, some mm-hmm. of that brown liquor. You know, I love when those wide receivers getting that brown liquor because mm-hmm. that's something that you have to make sure that Marcus Mario has to be on top of because a lot of times he does throw the ball behind the behind the wide receiver and does give him the opportunity to go make a play. And you saw that he was able to do that multiple times, right, with Demir Bird mm-hmm. and uh, obviously Kyle Pitts. So it, it was just beautiful. That touchdown pass was beautiful, right? It, yeah, because yeah. when you think about how the um, uh, Carolina, they were lined up and then they kind of moved, the defender moved over almost mm-hmm. on the outside, uh, from an outside leverage standpoint to Kyle Pitts. And as soon as the ball was snapped, yes. Marks Mario, yeah. he yeah. locked he in. <laughs> he was like, all right, I know we got exactly what we want. And mm-hmm. then he got he put the ball right on Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts did, did the rest. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. I, the more they develop their relationship and start to get on the same page, mm-hmm. I think you're going to – the ball is going to start finding Kyle Pitts and more so. And it does. And I don't even think it's going to have to be called plays or, or targeted mm-hmm. plays right. uh, from Arthur Smith. And I think Marcus Murray are going to start looking for him more um, as, as they, their relationship continues to evolve on the field. Indeed. Now the defense hung in there, but there were moments, like you said, where we were looking for him and wondering where certain of them were or yes. should have been on mm-hmm. some plays. So yes. I give a lot of credit to some of the defensive players. Like I really, and, and I got to just say this, uh, Isaiah Oliver, you know, just yeah, always yeah, yeah. good to see what Solid he's doing. He, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what you, this is why you got him in what the second round, because right. you saw the potential there and second year in Dean P system, getting the opportunity to be a specialist, so to speak, kind of coming in, you know, as a nickel, but now injuries kind of putting him back in the space where he was before. And just yeah. to see him excel there, was good but you also have to say to yourself now and I, and I believe the defense did enough right just right. enough to get by and I think they showed you that they can do it in big moments just like we hope to see them do these next stretch of games heading into the bye but what do you think did the defense do enough or could they have done a little bit more here and there other than the head scratcher 
that became the DJ Moore touchdown. To be honest with you, I think they could have done more. Just from a pass rush standpoint, I think that DNP's got really creative last week mm-hmm. when you're talking about mixing it up and you having like talking about the show blisses and the double A gap blisses and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think he could have done a little bit more of that. I would have liked to have seen that because PJ Walker is a guy that is not gonna necessarily take off. Like when mm-hmm. when he moves around in the pocket, he's looking to throw the ball down the field, obviously. <laughs> so uh and the Falcons found that out right there at the end of the game with 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter to, uh, mm-hmm. to go so I, I think that that was something that we knew about yeah um, pj coming into this game so mm-hmm. um I, I think that i would have liked for you know dps kind of at least move him off the spot keep yeah. him up a little bit you, you saw it from time to time but i would have liked mm-hmm. to seen that a little bit more because yeah. i understand that you're down in, in the secondary but you can't get vanilla in right. the nfl like if, yeah. once you get vanilla in the nfl as far as people guys knowing what coverage you're in mm-hmm. right off the bat and pre-snap yeah. i don't care who's back at quarterback they're gonna light your butt up yes. if, if they know if you're playing uh cover two or 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 too high safety or however whatever coverage you want to call mm-hmm. call out there whatever the nickname you want to call it they if they know it on pre-snap t it's gonna be a long day and i think yes. that that's where the falcons found themselves uh throughout this game yeah and it was interesting that you mentioned that because on first glance, I was thinking to myself, okay, here comes the blitz for P.J. Walker. They're going to get him. They're going to get him. But when you look back at that play, that wasn't a blitz. And that, Mm-mm. but to your point, probably should have been, could have been. And I think if they had brought pressure in that space the entire game and kind of not get rid of the football and come up, made a tackle, yep. right? There you go. And make him yeah. exactly at least make him feel it, at least give right. him some pressure, at mm-hmm. least get some QB hits in there. And by the time you get to that play in the fourth quarter, he's certainly thinking twice about where he's going to go, maybe releasing that ball just a hair earlier and maybe not having that touchdown to even take you to overtime. But speaking of that, you know, if you want to know about, Atlanta sports and the reactions because we give it to you. We give you the good all day, every day. Of course, that means you're going to go to Locked On Sports Atlanta and ATL Day Ones for your first listen. But hey, for your next listen, you should always check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast because they give you the biggest stories of the day. Instant reactions, just like reactions here. Big game recaps. There were a lot of them like the Eagles. Rest in peace, my Steelers, but the Eagles went 7-0. So that was the big game recap for you today that they're going to go after because the Eagles remain the only undefeated team in the NFL. And listen, kind of like our For the Culture, which is where we are headed to in a minute, on ATL Day 1's the Locked On Sports Today crew will give you their take of the day. So check it out. It's available on the Odyssey app, even on YouTube like we are, and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. No doubt about it. Make sure you go check those people out. Now, T, now you know how I know for me as being a big guy, you know, this is something that, you know, we we actually go through each and every day. This is for the culture. It's mm-hmm. the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. Um, and like I started, you know, before T, like I'm a big guy. I can't sit in no middle aisle seat. And I think, like, I like, I will find a way. I will ask. I don't care if, if it's a lady with her child and she want to sit on the edge. I was like, man, excuse me, can you please switch with me, please? And you know, if, you know, you know, most of the time I'm traveling with my wife or my baby, right. I'm just like, today, baby, I cannot sit in that middle seat. Can you go ahead and take care of that for your boy? So apparently, the the rest of America feels the same way because less than one percent actually 
want or willingly keep the middle seat. So, Same. um, so I, I told you, see, I'm glad that you understand that, right? So, Virgin Australia is kind of got a little something that they're trying to do a little giving back, right? So, they are actually going to provide a lottery prize to the person that you know sits in the middle seat, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you obviously, if you sit in the middle seat. You're going to be able to, all you got to do is go to fill out the information on the uh, Virgin Australia app 48 yep. hours before your flight. And then you're going to be submitted or registered to p- potentially win a lottery prize. How cool is yeah. that? Well, it'd be really cool if Southwest and Delta Airlines picked it up here in the A. <laughs> what? Are Come you on, Can you pick it up? I'll be up in that not? middle seat just like that. Just, just to do it. Just to do it. Just to do it. You right, wait, why not? Right. right. You, you want the armrest? Go ahead. You want the armrest? Go ahead. I'm good right here. Yep. <laughs> just going to be sitting here with my cookies and my, my juice and hey, hey, hopefully I'll get a lottery ticket. But man, that is such a cool deal, right? Because- right. Yeah, none of us really like sitting in that middle seat. My last flight mm-hmm. from Cincinnati, uh, calling one of the games that you and I call for SIAC, and right. I was in the middle seat, and I was like, God help me. God, <laughs> please let these people go to sleep. Please don't let them touch me, because you know I don't like people touching me, random folks. Ooh. So, oh. yeah, it, it unnerves me. But, you know, I sat there. I was like, got to take one for the team, because our flight was delayed two and a half hours. So we were just glad to get on that wow. flight. But yeah, can you imagine if in ATL right here in Atlanta. Delta even said it just for like one flight to one city. <laughs> Southwest said it for like, hey, we're just doing this for one round of flights for one city. We would lose our minds here. No doubt about it. Like, because think about it, because it'll be plenty of seats available all on the edge. Right. Like, wait a minute, why are all these aisle seats yeah, open? Right. All the Comfort Plus seats are open right now. What's going on around here? And I think that, you know, it, it's pretty cool to see. But shout out to them to kind of, you know, recognize something. And need to go ahead and maybe put do something for the folks who are willing to put up with touching folks and maybe somebody <laughs> snoring and laying on you when they fall asleep so yeah lord knows you don't want to do that post post covid pre-covid during covid i don't know where we are where, where we are right now on that t but one thing that i do i want to get on talk about this before we get out of here t now um so over the weekend right so today and i we went to go see keith sweat and Woo! before 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 we we made a decision to go, I, I posed a question to Tanae, though. You know, that's my wife for those who don't know. Her name is Tanae. And I said, I was like, hey, uh, are we old enough to go to Key, Key Sweat concerts? Like, have we reached that, that? You know what I'm saying? I was like, are we are we in that 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 demo? You know, to go to uh, to to uh, to Keith Sweat concert. She's like, oh, yeah, you know. I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, I'm going to the concert with this in right. the back of my mind. So, right. I had my little nice, little fitted, little slim fit, you know, sweatsuit on. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna be comfortable. I ain't yeah. tripping. So right. we get there, T. Walk up in there, jump, and it is exactly what I expected. I'm talking about. Like the smell of hen in the air already. And I'm sitting up here like, then as, as Keith got going, then you start smelling the weed. I'm just like, oh, all the stereotypes, oh, all the stereotypes just flying out. They just yeah. bapping me upside the head. I'm sitting up here just like, oh man, yeah, goodness gracious. Was, right. But yeah, but I had a good time though. But it, it was okay. all, it was so funny going through all that in my head. No, no, I hear you because literally. I love like old school, like I literally and and you guys are going to hear Darcy and I say this over and over again, because we both go down the 
R&B rabbit hole. So, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I will, <laughs> so I guess it was my turn Friday and I went down the old, old, super old school, like okay. rabbit hole. Donny Hathaway, Stevie Wonder. Ooh. Yeah, like I went down that yeah. route, right? And I was mm-hmm. thinking to myself, so fast forwarding, bringing it, bringing it up to this most recent concert, Will Downing. That's super old to me, Ooh. but I, yeah, but really quality sound, right? Right, right, of course. I'm invited to this Will Downing concert, and I'm a little nervous like you because I'm like, I'm thinking I'm outside of that demographic, but I'm just going <laughs> to try it anyway. Right. <laughs> Let me just say, I fit better at the Monica concert a couple of weeks ago that had Lil Baby and all those folks come in. I know my people. That's all I'm saying. So that's where you're going to find Jarvis and I. If you ever see Dr. Janae and me with somebody who will not be named on this show because it's none of your business. But yeah, the next time we all go to a concert, trust and believe it's going to be somewhere in that Monica Lil Baby Maybe out there, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's what we're in there. That's where we are. Yeah. 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 Unless it's like yeah. super, super old school, and you're just like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like if you yeah. haven't seen a Patty Labelle or a Gladys Knight, and you just want to check that off the like the bucket list. But other than that, no sir, no ma'am. Now, what I want the Hawks to do is check the Raptors off the bucket list real early this season because we know that yes. they gave the, the Hawks fits last year, so they're Indeed. up top. In Canada, hoping that they can bring this W back and wrap this uh, road trip up going into that final uh, game with with the win. We'll talk about that. We're going to break down some more of this wacky, crazy, wild, cray-cray game that was the Falcons-Panthers yesterday. We'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. And, of course, anything else that comes on, including any moves that the Falcons make heading into that trade deadline. We'll talk about it tomorrow, guys. Mm -hmm. So. Like Jarvis always tells you, make sure, make sure, make sure that you check us out each and every day and uh, Locked On Sports Atlanta Network as well. No doubt about it. And Locked On Sports Today got all those big boy games you can check out. And don't forget, you can check out the take of the day on Locked On Sports Today. T, tell them folks, y'all come back now, you. Peace.